right, you Leland lackeys, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Bert Sellers. I'm Sean Kelly, and we wish it was the 90s. And I was today years old when I found out that the Charlotte Hornets signed Kobe Bryant in 1996 as a 17-year-old <laughs> and then tra- uh, traded him that day. For Vladi Divac. I am upset about something that happened 25 years ago. Jerry West, uh, the Lakers GM at the time, he knew that Kobe was the best player in the draft. And literally Um, in the space of two years, the Hornets went from being like at least competitive. Like they, if it wasn't for Jordan coming out of retirement, they probably would have had a pretty decent run. And then, yeah, within two years, they honked again. Vladi was good too. Vladi uh, was had a good stint at the Kings after that, but he just wasn't any. Uh, he just wasn't Kobe. No one, no one ever will be. I'm sorry about that, everyone, listeners. But you know, I'm reeling. Um, but today, it's this is our this is our big episode. This is probably uh, in a lot of listeners' minds the um, the, the the high point of X Men. Um, in any form, uh, the Dark Phoenix. It's, it's as good as it gets. How are you feeling about it, Sam? <laughs> is it? This is as good as it gets. <laughs> it's only downhill from here, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got some real stinkers coming up. <laughs> you could, you could, if you Google best X-Men runs, I'd say 99 times out of 100, people are putting this number one. But in regards to the animated series, or just like the comic in... book, yeah, okay. Com- so this is this is the X Men's biggest story, so to speak. There's a couple of others. Um, God loves man kills is always up there, but they can't put that into the uh, into the cartoon because that's about a a preacher man killing mutants because God told him to. What's it? What is it called again? God loves man kills. God loves, man destroys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then people quite often talk about, um, is it Grant Morrison? Is that his name? Uh, no, is that their name? Uh, they they did a new X-Men run in the early 2000s. That's really, really well regarded. But most people probably go towards the Dark Phoenix. What did you think All of right. it, Sam? Uh, do you want my, my feelings now or at the end? Um, I guess we can save them. Yeah, you'll probably, you'll probably, you'll probably pick up my feelings throughout. <laughs> it sounds like, like he loved it. Before, like, basically, my feeling is we have watched, like, if you take them in a vacuum each episode, we have watched at least five episodes that are way better than those episodes that I watched. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on um, particular moments, at least, because I would imagine you, I, I, I imagine you've got some pretty good things to say about the Hellfire in a Circle episode. But we'll get there because it's not fair. So we got to start with Dazzled. Mm. Yeah, it's also it's unfair to compare any episode that doesn't contain Bad Guy Bar with an episode <laughs> that does. <laughs> yeah, that's fa- and that's fair. I honestly, I was, you know, whilst I was pushing the pram back and forward nonstop for half an hour today, all I could think about is, 
Could I pull off a pyro cosplay? Definitely. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's jump in then. Um, so um, so we got Jean back, and and she's on Muir Island, and Moira's doing all her tests, and meanwhile, Gambit and Cyclops are uh, at a nightclub watching a Dazzler gig. So, um, Squinty's wearing a, a skivvy instead of his oh, instead of his civvies. Is that what you call them, civvies? Civvies, yeah. He's got a nice skivvy on. <laughs> is it yeah. the one with the turtleneck, or is that yeah. in the, the, is that night two at the bar? It's very nineties. I remember I used to wear a. Uh, it was very cool for me to wear a skivvy with a Chicago Bulls shirt over the top of the skivvy. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, um, I was about to say I don't think at any time were skivvies cool to to, <laughs> to absolutely trash Cyclops. I wish. Because you had have just beaten you to the punch there and see if you you still brought up your bulls skivvy combo. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it sounds fun. <laughs> so Dazzler's a real popular X Men character from the eighties who has like light powers and is also a famous pop star. Very underutilized. Mm. Mm. Should it, she, she should have her own movie. She's a great character. And so despite viewers probably seeing Scott as a bit of a nerd, Dazzler's absolutely fizzing for him, and it seems to be a bit of a common trend on the show that chicks really dig him. Yeah. Um, and then we get the greatest scene in the series so far, and from memory, probably the best scene we'll see. <laughs> Where's that blasted salami? <laughs> I can smell it. <laughs> All it needs is slicing. It's not my favourite bit. It's such a weird scene because it's like, are they in a motel or something? I think that's just one of the many kitchens in the mansion. Is that in the mansion? Yeah. I thought they'd just like hold, hold up in a motel like it's a lad's night out and Wolverine just stayed back to have some salami. <laughs> well, they'd got their own flat or something at some point, maybe after an argument with Xavier, like, we're moving out to our own place. Yeah, hear your curfews. Or it could be like a kind of like your old living situation, Weller, at your appearance where you say, oh, I lived in a flat because you had the little self contained unit semi attached to the parents' house. And there was only salami in my fridge. <laughs> that's not even the best. That's not even the best quote. The best quote is we go say, Oh, ho, ho. Looks like you've been having fun without me. Where's the occasion? <laughs> <laughs> the first part where he's like, oh. <laughs> but also that's the only time Cyclops has sounded cool, where he's like, "Better make one for me," and then he instantly, and then he instantly slips back into, uh, "Oh, he's still back at the club." Um, and before we get any details on what was going on, Jean's back. But she's wearing her Phoenix kit. She's not herself. And Professor asks uh, Storm to take Jean to her room. And it's at this point that I ask the question, do Scott and Jean not have the same room? Not under Xavier's roof. We wouldn't allow that. <laughs> we, know they're not, <laughs> we know they're not married, but, I mean, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> um, and we hear about... Um, Cyclops might be the only one to help her with their unique psychic rapport. 
which comes up a lot in these episodes. Sam, yeah. thoughts on the unique psychic rapport? Is that between um, Squinty and Jean? Yep. Um, didn't really make sense to me, but I, or kind of did only because Jean's got the powers, but Scott seemed to be able to tap into it. Yeah, um, it, it's it's sort of explained in the comics. It's just been like they're so close that she's the only psychic, but he can sort of connect with her, or they've been connected for so long that they just, you know, because of her powers, they're sort of always connected. It doesn't seem what, like, like from what we've watched, it doesn't seem like they've been together for very long. I mean, we did get that shot of them in the original five team in those awesome yellow and blue that's true. Um, in the Iceman episode. And they did try to get married. Yeah. yeah they didn't try very hard. No. No. First um, exit, they took it. <laughs> right. Let's see. So then we get our first look at the, uh, the Hellfire Club, um, which is um, a wanky gents club. But within it, you have the inner circle made up of the cyborg Donald Pierce, Sam's favourite character, Leland, <laughs> Sebastian Shaw, Emma Frost, and Jason Wingard, the mastermind. These guys uh, are mad. <laughs> <laughs> Is the idea of them that they've got a little bit of uh, Meg and them, where they've like they've just been around forever, but unlike Meg, who tried to keep up with the times, they're just like, no, we're just we're just going to be a stick being old timey. Yeah, I, or is I one don't of their know. Or, was, or was one of their like additional powers being meant at being old timey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question except to say, you know, ruffles, lots of ruffles. Yeah, it's like it's Hellfire Club, but it's like just set in like eighteen hundreds or something. Yeah, and, all, I guess and then when who was the guy that was trying to um, that was trying to hook up with Gene? And all his mastermind. like mastermind, he kept all his uh, visions that he was imparting on Gene were all like real weird old ones as well, like him on that Pirate boat ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was real confused. Yeah, true. That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, so the, yeah, so the, so Emma Frost um, gives a nice little recap of the original Phoenix Saga, which we've already seen clips included. Um, and then we find out, well, we're like, well, how would they even know this? Well, it turns out it's the professor's fault for being distracted by his Mrs. Lalandra, allowing uh, allowing Emma to do psychic. Something or other. There's lots of psychic stuff in these first two episodes that don't make sense. It's confusing. Yeah. yeah or anything, any of these psychic battles or like trying mm. to psychically penetrate. Yeah. There's one point in the, there's <laughs> one point in the second episode where Emma Frost is like targeting the professor and he's like targeting back and he can't get through because she's like using a machine on a wall. Oh, and they, yeah, they're having like a, a thinky powers slash technology <laughs> Yeah. Real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was... Right. And then we're back to the mansion. There's a bit of a therapy session going on. I was just a real big fan of Storm civvies in this scene. She looked about 70. <laughs> she, you know, 
she shouldn't keep that up. She'll end up in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> With old Ma. Yeah. And then we work out the, uh, the, the inner circle Hellfire Club plan is Frost to use her psychic powers to let Mastermind in and began an elaborate plot with pirates and shit, and it's creepy as fuck. Mm. That's like mind rape. Um, yeah, well, is that the... Who's doing that? So Emma Frost does the psychic stuff and Mastermind does the illusion stuff. Yeah, and he's like... Um, I think he says at one point... She's vulnerable, a woman of vulnerable and susceptible to my probes, which is just a pretty creepy uh, comment to make. Yeah, not the right guy to have those powers. No. Yeah, I like there's a lot of evil in those sort of old-timey guys, but uh, <laughs> as much as they argue, they, they operate pretty well as a team, you know, tagging up with those powers and stuff like that. Probably better Good than use of powers. Um, and so anyway... Um... And I know what I thought was really weird is in the creepy mind scenes with Mastermind, Wingard, or whatever. Yeah, Jean has an inexplicable mole that she doesn't yeah. usually have. Yeah, explain that. Is that an illusion? Why did he take the time to put that feature in? I should go molly mole. I think she's beautiful, but she could do with a mole. Yeah, uh, in the eighteen hundreds, beauty spots were big. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, and then so yeah, so Jean Jean's having a therapy sesh with Scott, and then he goes to the thing. She's asleep, and Storm's looking after her, and uh, she takes off. She's out of there, back in her, and she and it's the first time we see the dark phoenix outfit, which is the red one as opposed to the green one. Um, and then at the gig, Dazzler um, pashes Scott without consent. Um, and Jean. Uh, um, was acting normal, being jealous. Uh, are all wives possessed by the phoenix then? <laughs> Is there a story there? <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, it's all right, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> And so the X-Men um, follow, So, oh, sorry, the, the Hellfire Club turn up and, well, because we know because Wingard's there and he gets his passion on with Gene and they take off and then it pretty much just cuts to the X-Men outside the Hellfire Club, which is just a random building in New York. And, um, and someone says, are you sure this is the right place? The nose, nose, tough guy. That was good. Um. And Rogue flies up top and sees Jean and Mastermind getting married. And the next, so the X-Men all break in and a big fighty-fighty. Is it Wolverine comes up against Donald Pierce, the, the cyborg guy? He goes, I hope you're into recycling. Yeah, I didn't really get that one. Guess because he's tin. Uh, and then so the X-Men all lose um, pretty quickly. Also, I notice Emma Frost has like psychic blasty powers, which doesn't really make sense, but okay. Um, yeah, I was wondering how that worked. Does is she like making you think that you're getting hit by a blast? Maybe. It's giving it too much credit, I reckon. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right, so. That's kind of the end of the episode. The X-Men are all defeated. Wolverine's down in the sewers and everyone else is captured. 
and um, and we get to the next episode, the Inner Circle. There's a lot of weird psychic shit going on to start with, lots of machi- machines and psychic stuff being together. And then we get the scene of Wolverine emerging uh, in the sewers, which is so iconic. Um, so iconic, in fact, that... In my episode, in my issue of Wizard Comic Magazine from September 1998, it was ranked number three. No, take that back. Number four, the greatest comic book moments of all time. I do know. I cannot even remember this moment. It's just when they those guys are when down there looking weird- for them. Those weird henchmen guys with like the black suits and like the weird masks. Oh yeah, and he pops out very, of the water. Very, very creepy henchmen for a kid show. Like you're not allowed to. Like that's just looking at them is more terrifying than you know saying the word kill and having bullets. That's yeah, the only creepy. thing that guts me about that scene is he just gets out of the water and growls. Like it's shot for shot, like it's drawn in the comic, but in the comic. He he mutters, or he like he looks up at the guys and goes, "Okay, suckers, you've taken your best shot. Now it's my turn." And he and and then what happens is pretty much what happens. He just tears his way through the Hellfire Club, quoting Dirty Harry as he goes. Oh yeah, that's real good. Was that in this episode? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do, yeah. Do, but but he says, I "Do was, I feel I felt- lucky?" He doesn't say yeah. you could ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But were you disappointed that he didn't follow it up, followed up with, well, do you, bub? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that's good. Where I thought it was going. That's the, oh, oh, he didn't do it. All, anyway. of, all of Meg's awesomeness in these, in these scenes is overshadowed by the guy going, where's my Shalomari Chateau 59? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the writers clearly aren't wine drinkers. A Chateau Calamari. <laughs> Chalamari. Is it Chalamari? Uh, Calamari. I, I don't know. But then I like how Wolverine comes through the thing and grabs the wine and just goes, lousy year. Yeah, that was good. So it, was a re- it was a really bad year for um, salt and pepper squid and bottles of wine. I just wrote Meg is dominating these wigs. Yeah, he carves up. It's it's great. It's great. It's good to watch. Have we had the creep moment yet? I think we haven't actually. I always Which jump one? ahead. Oh, he says something. Another real creepy thing about him: his mind powers. He mm. says something inside her hungers for new sensations, yearns to feel. She wants more. Yeah, that comes up a bit. It's the Phoenix. It's, he's actually talking about the he's Phoenix, but he doesn't about know. The Phoenix, Sam. God. Oh. <laughs> um, I like it when so Scott gets into Gene's mind and Mastermind's in there, and Mastermind slaps him in the face with his glove and challenges challenges him to a duel, a la The Simpsons. Yeah, I challenge you to a duel. Glove slap, baby. Glove slap. <laughs> Homer just like slapping people in a, in one in a line to get to the front of it. <laughs> That's real good. It's until he someone accepts the jewel. Yeah, the Texan. Um. 
Yeah, it seems odd to take on Mastermind and, and mind games when he's an illusionist. And then I noticed Jean's wearing a dog collar, and I thought that was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it cuts outside, and Wolverine bas- b- blasts his way through a door or something. He goes, here's Johnny. Oh, just references out the wazoo. <laughs> um, he's, obviously, the- he's obviously been uh, packing into the... Uh, the blockbuster account at the new flat. He's <laughs> just got heaps of quotes coming out of his back pocket at the moment. That's why he didn't go out. <laughs> yeah, he would have been. He would have been home, just having a real big session with the movies. Dirty Harry in The Shining. <laughs> um, and in a circle, got themselves a little coup going on. Um. Everyone's keen to get, well, no one wants Sebastian Shaw to be the leader anymore. Um, and um, the Phoenix kind of breaks free of Mastermind and takes off, and there's a big fight. And the X-Men obviously win this fight, and then we get we end up on the roof. And Mastermind tries to, um, tries to get in her head one more time, and she... Is powerful enough to rev- uh, remove the illusion that he has over himself, and you see he's just some scrawny-looking mustachioed dude in a trench coat, which is actually what he—that's very comic accurate. He was one of Magneto's um, goons for a while, and then he joined the Hellfire Club and used his illusion powers to look better. You would, yeah. Um, and then. Um, Scott finds Jean and she's gone full dark Phoenix and just what great hair. Her hair is massive. It's giant, it's just flaming. The dark Phoenix looks awesome. Mm. Who's uh, is this? Does Jennifer Lawrence play the dark Phoenix? No, it's um, the Game of Thrones girl, oh, Sophie Turner. I, how'd she go? Yes, no, nah, no good. Yeah, I can't imagine her being great. I mean, she's pretty good in It's game probably games. not her, It wasn't her fault. She's she's quite good. It's, it was a terrible movie. Mm. Also in a different X-Men movie, um, was it F- Famke Jensen played her as well? Um, Neither- the lady from Nip Tuck? Yeah. She was a Bond villain once as well. Ah. But cool. um, honestly, believe it or not, that version's better than the one with Sophie Turner. The Sophie Turner Dark Phoenix movie honks. The X-Men Last Stand at least has Kelsey Grammer playing Beast. If I'm going to watch yeah. one X-Men True. movie, what one should I watch? Days of Future Past. Okay. Or X2. Not a fan of First Class? It's, nah. I'd put it number three, maybe for number four for me. I go Days of Future Past or X2, then X1, then First Class. Days of Future Past might be quite good because that's a reference point because you've seen. Yeah, but I would have thought, you know, going in for your first, if you haven't seen any of them and don't know the backstory. First Class is pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, I would have gone First Class. Yeah, maybe I have problems with it because I'm a nerd. Confusing. No, because he's already seen it. Pat, I've watched. Three seasons of the animated series. I know lots about X Men. True. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. <laughs> Dark Phoenix Part Three: The Dark Phoenix. Jean's gone mad. Oh, 
I did also notice they finished episode one with her yelling, I am Phoenix, and episode two, her yelling, I am Dark Phoenix, just to keep us posted. <laughs> um, Phoenix's control, and Scott gives a heartfelt, heartfelt speech, and Beast is just in the background measuring readings with some sort of tech device. Um, and, um, and Jean just wipes the floor with them, and they all get smashed into a park. And uh, Gambit can't help but notice you save him and not Wolverine. Must be my way with woman. Don't flatter yourself, swamp boy. Ducks. I hate ducks. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> that is, that's it. Um, so the, the fire graphics are quite good here. Now, sometimes they use real flames, I noticed. Um, I also noticed at, at one point, the Dark Phoenix gets like her own vis- vision of like a screen wipe, like between scenes. It's like a Dark Phoenix screen wipe. Yeah, like she's so powerful, thing. she's actually taking over the animation. That happens yeah. in the first episode with the X Men, and they get an X wipe, which I don't think I'd seen before. Yeah, interesting. In- interesting. Um, Imagine seeing your missus uh, lose the plot in a public place like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what Scott's thinking. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Well. Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode's uh, synopsis writes itself. itself. Um. So, yeah, so the X-Men try to stop her and she's kicking their ass. She, she, one point she turns a tree into solid gold. Yeah, um, that's good. Rogue tries to drain her powers and that doesn't go well. And Jean gains control of herself for a second and takes off into space. And we get nice little cameos from Doctor Strange, Thor, and The Watcher. Are they the Gene Simmons guys? <laughs> nah, that's later. Oh, the Kiss guys. I had that written down as, what did I call them? Uh, the glam rockers of the Shi'ar Empire. <laughs> oh, those guys on that spaceship. <laughs> I'm real confused at who those guys are. Um, nice shots of our solar system on her way out. Uh, yeah, no, I've got a note here. We get some Shi'ar action, so Sam will be stoked. He loves them. Um, Dark Phoenix flies past, causes some issues. She's feeding off planets and shit. Um, but in the comics, she destroyed a planet full of life. So she killed like six billion lives. But Saturday morning cartoon, thank God there were no living creatures on it. Um, <laughs> and so Lelandra gets her team together to take on the Dark Phoenix. Unfortunately, Why they just she have like a planet covered in like robots. Then she could have wiped them all out. Yeah. Fair cool. Wipe out the Transformers. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, anyway, as you were. Yeah, Landry gets her team. To, what they they the what are they called the Imperial Guard to take on the Phoenix. She benches okay. Kiss for this one. Landry's um, <laughs> on her way. Xavier's got to get his blue pools out. <laughs> fuck, fuck Xavier and his tartan blankies. He's he's also kind of given up on Gene at this point with his speech. And then somehow one eye works out. The only reason they're alive is because Jean's still in there somewhere. And so Beast builds a MacGuffin to stop her. 
Is that the mnemonic device? Yeah, that's it. Did you notice uh, the Kali photo taped to Beast's computer? Oh, is that the chick from Beauty and the Beast? Uh, yeah, that episode that where he... The hospital episode. Yeah, quite like that. Oh, yeah, it's catch. a nice... Yeah, real good catch. I was watching this episode about an hour ago, so I was really not paying a lot of attention, just scrambling notes down. Um, <laughs> I missed this. When, it, when, when she went into space, I stopped watching, so... Obviously. You do hate space. Um, and so Jean's gone to her parents' place. Um, and um, we, I thought the you... um, did you see the poster on the back of her door? It's like some obviously like a fake, but like a some sort of teen heart throbs on the back of her door. I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> uh, what I thought was a weird touch is that she pulled out a soft toy that was a cyclops, like a one-eyed what? soft that- toy. Creepy Goonies looking one eye. That's funny. She is a type. Yeah, she does. That's what I got. Had a thing for one eyes as a kid. Mm. And then later in the episode, or in the next episode, she calls him four eyes. And it's like, oh, hold on. Yeah. You've got a thing for one eyes. Um, Anyway, so she's really lost it. Daddy and this sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, that's weird. I not like that. No. And um, anyway, t- the X-Men are there and, and the MacGuffin isn't working. The mnemonic yeah, sort thingy. Your bloody, sort your bloody mnemonic device out, Beast. Yeah, come on, Beast. We, you know, if you're not going to help in a fight, at least get your tech right. <laughs> he got smashed in a fight earlier too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, so um, she's the X-Men are flying everywhere and Rogue says, what, what is this? Catch the X-Men day? Um and Meg gets the chance to kill her and freezes. I can't. <laughs> In my notes, I just had written down, I need Sam to do the R, uh, I can't. I've just got U-R-G-H and then all these squiggles for the rest of the line. Oh, I can't. Uh, I also, I thought of, straight away I was like, Sam needs to do that. My second <laughs> thought was Xavier would have done it. He would have. He definitely would have, especially uh, the other Xavier, the real Xavier. <laughs> that one mm. from the original Phoenix Saga. Yeah. Um, and then so Cyclops is the last chance here, and he's getting through to her until Prof, Prof goes for a good old-fashioned mind probe. Nothing beats that. And then we get another bloody psychic plane battle. And the prof has done it. And we know this because she's wearing the green costume again. And then the Shi'ar turn up and announce they want to destroy Jean and the Phoenix. And it really just rolls into the next episode, Fate of the Phoenix. Two things. So for a, for a long period there, Rogue's holding Xavier. <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> I've just got, I can't really take the professor seriously when Rogue's holding him like a toddler. <laughs> just like carrying him around. For ages. He's still trying to, he's still trying to talk and like be serious while she's holding him. <laughs> oh, it's like, what the funny. fuck, eggs. Oh, God. I would be like, put me down in my floaty chair with my tartan blankie. Yeah. He, um, Very good, I, like I, scary movie too. I can <laughs> that scene where the prof saves Jean with the 
the mind trolley powers. Um, that was weird and real hard to follow for me. Yeah. Remember he yes. gets real big and wears a weird armor? Yeah, and he's like going doof, doof, doof. And like, yeah. he's, like, he's got a shield and, uh, and then something crawls up her. And I don't know, I was real confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you mind guess battles. Any... Yeah. Yeah, mind battles. No idea. Um, speaking of mind probes, as soon as the Shi'ar turn up, Prof does a little bit of digging around in Lelandra's mind and works out how to issue a challenge to a jewel of honour. And so, yeah. <laughs> X signing them up for possible death without asking them is very on brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll just keep repeating that speech after they thought that Jane was dead. Uh, you know, she, she knew what the the possibilities were better than most of them. You know, <laughs> you know what you sign up for with the X Men. <laughs> any um, teenagers might die at any second. It, yeah. So they get whisked away to the. Ship, I think. Um, not ship, but a ship. Um, and um, there's a bit of chit chat about the threat of the Phoenix. Lilandra consults with the Cree and the Scrolls, and they're like, "Yeah, duel." Um, and so but they already they... arrive inside that stadium that is already no. packed. Yeah, what's going on there? That, I think they interrupted like a Shiavi Scroll football game or something. Yeah, where was Mo- <laughs> where was Mojo? Yeah, where was Mojo? Um, He's a bit more mojo. I think he might be dimensional as opposed to just far out in space. Who knows? It's space. At this point, I thought, where is Jubilee? <laughs> Haven't seen her for a couple of episodes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nothing. I don't know. She's at the mansion, I guess. Not allowed to come. Completely forgot about her for a second. Yeah. Maybe it's because they introduced Dazzle and they're like, oh, you'll let people forget about Jubilee and not think about how their powers are very similar. They look similar. Imagine when they get get back to the mansion after this, like, where have you guys been? Oh, we were fighting against the Imperial Guard on the blue area of the moon, and then we had to fight Jean as the Phoenix. And then the Phoenix spoke to us and... um, (laughs) Uh, but anyway, um, so so the X-Men randomly do some training. And I was like, it's good, Beast, you should be training. Um, <laughs> but then when he gets into a philosophical chat with Storm about the circumstances, uh, he's not keen. He, he thinks it's barbaric. And then Gambit and Meg have the same chat. I thought Beast was keen as to fight. Nah, he's, he doesn't like it. Oh, I thought he was like, uh, he was against Lelandra. That was what he was saying to Storm. No, he's against Lelandra's motives, but he's also against like, he, he was sort of, I think he's sort of saying, you don't sort something out like this with a fight. Uh, you sort it out with a conversation. Well, that's coming from a guy who sucks at fighting. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we find out, you know, Lelandra doesn't want to do this, but she puts duty first or whatever. And Scott's having a bit of a sulk to Rogue, and, and Rogue admits she's a bit jealous of their love, and that's actually quite a nice character development for Rogue. Um, yeah. And then Jean turns up in her classic Marvel girl outfit. What do you think of that, Sam? I didn't even notice. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's like a really? green mini dress. It seemed insane. Like, what? <laughs> Why did she do that? <laughs> Are they fighting yet? They're not fighting yet. I, no, I don't no, even no. catch them um, training. I just thought they went into that arena and started scrapping. 
Oh, they had a little training session. Scrapped last ages. That, that wherever they were obviously had their own danger room. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, so Scott and Jean have a chat, and she's like, "Well, I don't think I should, you know, I'm dangerous." Rah, rah, and she shows him shit, and there's just heaps of places burning, but they've got real flames over the top of the animation. It's quite interesting. Um, and so we find out the fight will be the Imperial Guard versus the X Men on the blue area of the moon. Sam, the blue area of the moon is an area of the moon that humans have not discovered yet that was once inhabited by a group of super-powered beings known as the Inhumans. And Pat loves the Inhumans, but I'll tell you, the Inhumans are... Good, uh, good TV show on Disney Plus you should watch, Sam, that you'll really enjoy called Inhumans. Really? Uh-huh. Good exposition dump, Bob. Yeah, don't watch Inhumans. <laughs> My God. Don't read Inhumans. Avoid them at all costs. They suck. Um, they're like a budget X-Men. The is main that, character has jetty powers, so he can't speak, so he's mute all the time. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. And their captain has like 18 eyes instead of Cyclops' is one. Very on brand for Pat. Yeah, and they've got a dog that teleports. That's quite cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, Lockjaw's good. Um, anyway, so um, <laughs> the X-Men put in a valiant effort up first. They're doing quite well, but they slowly get taken down. And when they, it seems like if they get KO'd, they're out. It's not really a duel to the death, but anyway. Rogue does probably the best before she gets taken out, and it's just Scott and Jean left, and this is hitting all of my sweet spots, Sam. Um, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, like... Um, the, the the cover for this issue of the Dark Phoenix saga is Scott and Gene in the costumes. Well, he's he doesn't have the random chest belt thing, but all blue with the yellow undies, and she's wearing the Marvel Girl costume, and they're all like tattered and ragged up. And oh, mate, that's that's good stuff. That'll fetch a few dollars on eBay. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So they all end up losing and um. Heaps of pashing, so much pashing. Then Scott gets hit and wakes up the Dark Phoenix. She knocks out everyone, goes nuts. So the professor decides to ask the X Men to stop her. And then so when they are what I don't understand, I didn't get this bit. I so... think professor, Professor's just gone. Ah, oh, fuck, she's too dangerous. But this, I thought when they're knocked out, they're knocked out. Yeah, but I think like. He's used his mind to wake them up because, like, the battle, the battle is over. Now it's everyone versus the Dark Phoenix. Aye, uh, and and Cyclops starts acting like Ash Ketchum here. He's like, "Rogue now, Beast now!" Just yelling at them to uh, to attack. Beast with his little um, blaster gun. <laughs> Fucking beast. Probably dude. needs that more often. Um, and um, so I just noticed I've, I've, I've over these. Not even just these episodes, but Scott just loves saying, Gene, use the powers of your mind. <laughs> uh, he's also probably the most frequent user of the phrase special powers mm. when talking about mutant abilities. Um, anyway, she's losing it. So someone needs to probably kill her and, and no one can do it. 
So she makes the ultimate sacrifice and gets the ship to blast her, which I honestly don't think would kill her, but anyway, it does. And then the phoenix comes out, and this is in the comics. Jean's dead for like 15, 16, 17 years. In this episode, she's dead for one minute. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, the Phoenix brings her back to life with a good old fashioned, a little bit of everyone's love will bring her back, which is just a bit shit, but you know, um, uh, it's good stuff. It was like the gardens of the galaxy movie. They all held hands and that did something. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's really it. There's a bit of, then they're back in the mansion and get to have that chat with Jubilee. <laughs> Where have you guys been? <laughs> Jean's back. <laughs> you guys were just going to a Dazzler concert. <laughs> it's only um, been like that one night. <laughs> and so Who ate my salami? <laughs> so Sam. You don't like this saga? Uh, I think I actually liked it better than the um, first Phoenix saga, probably because it was definitely made, better. Oh, because yeah. it wasn't mainly was based in good. space, and it just, although it moves real quickly, because it's like nightclub stuff, Hellfire stuff, Dark Phoenix stuff, Shi'ar stuff. It is all one coherent story, like it is. It is viewable in one session and it all links together. Like, it really, like, each episode literally just picks up where the last one finished. Mm. The, the four, part four seemed very different, but then it's kind of all ties up at the end. Yeah, she, like, it seems like it's all wrapped up at the end of the third almost. And mm. then the Shi'ar turn up. I think uh, I mentioned it in the Phoenix, after the Phoenix saga, that... It's only four episodes, very short episodes as well. Whereas I think the comics, uh, Dark Phoenix is over 10 comics. You did so, some research. Yeah, I did. Mm. Um, and I know the Phoenix, the, the Phoenix saga was, I think, over eight or something like that. So they definitely um, they have to cut out a lot. And, and it's really hard for someone who knows nothing about the X-Men to well not nothing three seasons worth but um you know like i have no real background information into the dark phoenix so it's real rushed and a lot of that mind control stuff was very confusing um yeah i just i found it and you mentioned and like jean's jean and then she's dark phoenix and i don't know i got quite confused you gotta keep an eye on her pupils because they go all white when she's evil yeah, that's guy. She looked awesome. She did look awesome. Um, she does narrate a lot of like her powers and what's going on. What was a little bit more helpful, but even even sort of loosely knowing the story, heaps of this is real confusing. Anything in the mind, <laughs> the mind battles are just yeah. I just, I'm like, like, what the hell is happening? They've never done it as well as that like first time when. Uh, um, Xavier goes into that lunatic saber-toothed mind. That was the best time. <laughs> 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 I 
Uh, one thing I did note in the, I can't remember if it was the second episode, but the Hellfire Club um, re- recently have just started or watched the fourth season of Stranger Things and the D&D Club is called the Hellfire Club. Ah, yeah. interesting. It's very interesting to have those crossover. Um. I, I assume that's deliberate because they're into comics and stuff, those kids, eh? Yeah, I, w- I actually have to look into it because they've got these, uh, there's a girl in my class who has a shirt that says the Hellfire Club. Big Stranger oh, Things fan. I, Hellfire is like, there's, it's in like Scotland or something like that because it came up when I was when I was overseas and I wanted to go there for this very reason, but I didn't. So I wonder if there's like another Hellfire Club that's real or, you know, that from hundreds of years ago and then X-Men have stolen it. Probably should have done this research before I came on. Uh, Just let us know on the slacks. Um, yeah, so any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this up with what's coming in two weeks? And Pat? No, I think we covered it. It was good. Yeah, enjoyed I enjoyed that it. little, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good run. It was probably one of the better, uh, like series ones, you know, or like multiple parters. Mm. As I mentioned, it's without, without, without having, you know, one of the top five episodes was a good yeah well as i mentioned uh, i think there's been some much better episodes than those those um them as a group was good but there were no real standout episodes no nah, good moments really i mean i feel like it actually doesn't matter what episode it is you're probably guaranteed to get good meg moments no matter what i i cannot understand people who don't like wolverine well, you didn't like him for a while. For like probably three episodes. <laughs> yeah. And he's I don't, th- just so I don't think I don't think people I don't think there are people that don't like him. Maybe okay. in the comics it's different because there's more of them. Uh, like, there's definitely a saturation issue. Like in the two thousands, he's like he's in two X Men books, he's in an X Force book, he's on an Avengers team, he's got his own book. You know, like he's just he's everywhere. still like that. It is still quite a lot like that. It's a movie, and it's just him, isn't it? About him. He's got three. Yeah. He's... Wow. Um, he's a big, big, big player. Only one of them is good. Yeah. Oh, the Wolverine is like 66% good. It's just got one of the worst third acts you'll see. I won't watch it. He goes to Japan. I mean, that's I am looking quite forward a, to that part episode. of a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Logan's mint. Logan's real. Logan good. is very good, yeah. All right, Sean, what 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 do we got on social media? What's coming up? Well, well we're uh, we're at W I W T nine zero S on Insta, on Twitter. If you want to ask us a question or something, you could hit us up at W I W T nine zero S at gmail dot com. Um, we've got a Facebook group called Wish It Was The 90s, you could join that, nothing happens in there but maybe if you join it will um, we're running a Lomu's tournament at some stage it may have happened at this point, I don't really know, I've lost track of the timelines um, <laughs> uh, next, week, give us, 
next week. Episodes for next week. Oh, um, oh no. So we have... Oh, no, sorry, coming... next, next week's not X-Men, is it? Uh, it's something big. Yeah, the big Lebowski. Um, Sean, you're not on that one. Um, no. But Pat, Simon and I discuss the cult classic, the big Lebowski. How many white Russians did you drink, Pat? Enough to think that I was uh, able to call Walter Walt through the entire podcast. Because <laughs> we were that tight. <laughs> so good. He almost called Donnie Don as well. We're tight. Um, so Big Lebowski's next week, and then we've got uh, the following week we've got podcast episode nine uh orphans end love in vain the juggernaut returns a deal with the devil um are they all in season three in on disney plus or not because i was i could only see three episodes left in season three on disney plus sam i'm trying to work out where the episodes are is difficult more difficult than a battle of the mind <laughs> All right. Oh, he's got a sign off. Yeah, you got oh, it. Sign got off. Job. Oh my God, it's been months. Um, it might do. I, am I the first part? Definitely. Because mm-hmm. I only remember one part, and it definitely goes second. Because if I said it first, it would sound fucking weird. <laughs> um, I can't remember it. I don't have my notes up. Uh, something like, Pat says, let's go home. Yeah, it's the part I can remember. Yeah, I can remember that part too. Do the uh, other part. Um, <laughs> insert quote here. <laughs> let's go home. Oh, that is average podcasting. Nailed it. <laughs>